Hello and welcome to a special edition of the Talking City podcast from the Manchester Evening News. I'm Rich Vane. Today we will bring you a special podcast to preview City's game against Burnley this weekend in the Premier League. Sian Stew have been at the CFA to talk to Pep Guardiola ahead of the game against Sean Dyche's Clarets. Make sure to subscribe to us on Acast for all the latest episodes and please leave us a review and help us grow this channel even more. For now, it's off to Sian Stew at the CFA. Hello and welcome to City's Training Ground. I'm Simon Bykowski and we've got Stuart Brennan here as well. Hello there. Uh, we've just heard from Pep Guardiola's giving his latest updates ahead of the Burnley game um, and Stu was battering away furiously on his keyboard as the press conference was going on to get the news out so I'll, I'll let Stu give the first news I was ordering a pizza actually oh were you <laughs> no um, yeah I mean the, the, the top news in, uh, from the press conference was that Kevin De Bruyne is fully fit again and ready to go uh, Pep said he's trained really well for the last two weeks uh, so there's no problem he's feeling no pain um, and he said whether he's able to play 90 minutes or not is another matter so we can, I think we can probably expect him to be on the bench or at the most to start and then come off after an hour um, but I would suspect he'll be on the bench because they don't really need to rush him back I think they'd be mad to rush him back the way City have played without him uh, you know he's a really busy period coming up now so just ease him back in gently um, another two little bits of injury news were that Ilkay Gunn when he's out uh, we couldn't really nail Pep down on this one he, he, was, he, was, he was asked he was told he said he was out and he was asked uh, how long for and he said I don't know two weeks maybe three maybe one so whatever you want to make of that you, you can so less than a month less than a month between one and three weeks I think I've called it so uh, we don't actually know what the injury is Pep didn't really seem disposed to talk about it uh, he's not really interested in in the, the detail of injuries he, he always says muscle injury or something like that so uh, so yeah so uh, Gundo went out uh, Fabian Delph is also back back training with the squad but of course the big news Kevin De Bruyne are back and uh, ready to go yeah and I think you know it's big three weeks coming up for City before the next break and if, if there's two games you want De Bruyne to be firing on all cylinders for it's probably Spurs away and United at home so mm-hmm. I think um they will do everything they can to make sure he's ready for those games in particular. Uh, it was a bit of a slow start to the press conference. I don't know whether uh, Pep just wasn't used to, to our questions after some time off, but there was uh, it took a while to warm up and a, a question about whether Raheem Sterling's two goals um, had improved his reputation was sort of dismissed. Um, mainly because Guardiola said he's been a brilliant player for a long time and he's been one of his biggest defenders ever since he joined the club Um, and I think all this criticism that Sterling has had um, it's not come from the Etihad there's always been a supportive message and I think you know more people are seeing the player that Guardiola always knew existed really Yeah I mean this is a problem it was Sterling's performance last week has been treated as if it's an awakening of some kind but uh, as far as City and Guardiola is concerned of course it isn't because we've seen that for the last two seasons from him he's been he's been top class and the fact he's finally done it for England is because he, he changed his position so I understand I mean it sounded a bit like Pep was was being a bit aggressive and, and bristling as he quite often is because um, he sort of shrugged it off and said why would two goals make any difference we've seen him scoring goals like that but he's making a good point really in that you know 
it doesn't change anything because City know how good he is and City know how important it is to get him tied up on a on a contract. Um, so you know, people you think people haven't, haven't watched City at all, and they suddenly see this player play for England who uh, who scores two goals and, and suddenly is a superstar. No, he was already a superstar, and that's what that's what Pep was was pushing across. I think. We also had a few questions about Jaden Sancho. Anyone who listened to the last podcast will know how much I enjoy talking about uh, Jaden Sancho. But he was what, undoubtedly one of the stories of the, the last international break. And uh, Guardiola was asked in the uh, in wake of Sancho's performance, there have been some reports that German clubs are looking at young English talent that aren't getting a game in England and whether they're going to be able to whether English clubs are going to be able to keep on to that talent um, and also about whether City would think about buying Sancho back in the future. Stu, you wrote uh, last week about the exact details, if you want to remind people about that. Yeah, um, uh, there was a common view that um, that City hadn't stipulated any clauses uh, when they sold. It was a bit of a scrambled deal at the end. It was done on deadline day, I believe. Um, but uh, people thought that Sancho had just moved on and City hadn't inserted any clauses. But I had it uh, quite strongly from, from a very good City source that he had a, a buyback clause which said that if, if another club offered money for him and City matched that offer, City would get first refusal and that City would get a 15% sell-on if um, you know, if and when Borussia Dortmund decide to to sell him on, which is pretty good terms, really. You know, and they got they got um, an eight, I think it was an eight million pound or ten million pound deal, depending on on which way you look at it. Um, uh, for a player who hadn't made any first team appearances, so obviously they didn't want to lose him. They were desperately trying to keep hold of him, but he'd made his mind up and wanted to go. So in the end, that's not not a bad deal for uh, for a player like that. Um, so yeah, and, and uh, I mean, he, there are doubts as to whether he would ever come back to City, of course, because he left under a bit of a cloud. He didn't turn up for training because uh, Pep left him out of the tour squad uh, because he was unhappy with the fact he was he was stalling on his contract. Uh, so there was that that bit of bad blood, but that doesn't necessarily mean he won't ne- won't ever come back. I mean, we saw Paul Pogba left United under a similar cloud, and then he he came back some years later. So uh, you never, as Pep said, you never say never in football. Um, but Sancho's sort of chosen his path and, and good luck to him Yeah, although I don't know what you thought about it when uh, Pep sort of snuck in at the end you don't know whether he might come back um, maybe, you know, new managers and I kind of read that as it's not likely that Guardiola's going to be signing Sancho anytime you, soon You read lots into everything so <laughs> Every word you read something into it, Too much when, when quite often it's just people getting bored and talking <laughs> Waffling yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, you, That's you, normally my job yeah. yeah, you could be right you could be, I mean, he, he did say well, I've got it here uh, Maybe in the future with new club, new manager which would kind of indicate you know, not, not on my watch kind of thing yeah. So uh, you, you would expect that to be the case I mean, not necessarily from Pep's point of view it might be more from from Sancho because he did have a beef with with Guardiola you know rather than with the club so um, you know perhaps uh, perhaps that's what he was referring to as well and as City are playing Burnley on Saturday there was some talk of Burnley Um, Guardiola huge respect for for Sean Dyche and what he's done 
um, and for Burnley's European adventures. They didn't quite make it to the Europa League group stage, quite a difficult run through the, uh, the qualification process, but uh, I think the City manager believes that they will be better off for that experience and he's had quite a few tough run-ins with Burnley um, during his time at City. I think it's going to be going to be another tough game tomorrow. Is that what you're expecting, Stu? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Pep made reference to it. Um, he talked about the physicality. He talked about the long ball and the second ball, um, which I start thinking is shorthand for... Um, company and Otamendi starting or at least one of them because yeah, um, I know that he, he firmly believes in horses for courses and he, he does like to play one, one of those two the best, probably the most physical and the, the big big strong lads probably both of them uh, and then that leaves uh, Stones and Laporte free to and fresh to play at Shakhtar on Tuesday night which is a completely different uh, Different challenge, so yeah, I, uh, you know, I think he singled out Barnes and Volks, didn't he? Two two yeah. big strong lads up front, uh, and the obvious solution to that is get company in there for one. Probably get Otamendi in there as well. He's not played a lot of football, although he has been away on international duty in Saudi Arabia in midweek. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm sort of reading into that that we may just well see company and Otamendi as uh, as the centre backs, given what Pep said. And I mean, I I suggested that City might have a tough time of it on Monday, and Ian Cheeseman shot me down and said that nope, City will be expecting a home win, comfortable home win. I mean, I I kind of think two one, three one, City that kind of area. Yeah, yeah, I do as well. I mean, but Burnley always oh, tend to always make it difficult for you. They've got this great record. Uh, I think one of our colleagues, I think it was Young Rich Faye, was saying in the office only yesterday that. Um, for the last four seasons, they've always beaten the reigning champions the following season. Mm. Uh, so, if, if you believe in those kind of if you, omens, if you believe in Rich Fay, if you believe in Rich Fay, this is which is stretching even <laughs> further than, than omens. No. Unfortunately, they, they beat Chelsea on the opening day of last season, didn't they? Yeah, kind they of did. shock. They did. they did. But the thing is that City know know what Burnley are about now. You know, and they don't. They don't tend to get caught out by those kind of things, whereas they always did in the past. You could, you could almost bet that Burnley would pull off a result uh, in this fixture four or five years ago. Um, but you, they, they tend to be so comprehensive in what they do that you would expect City to win it. But I, like you, I'd, I don't expect a four or five nil, which some people seem to be talking about. I, I think it'll be tight. Uh, I think last time I said that, they beat Huddersfield 6-1. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, uh, kick-off tomorrow at the Etihad is at three o'clock in the afternoon and as ever you can follow all the proceedings on our live blog great stuff there from Stu and Si at the CFA let's hope City can win again against Burnley this weekend but that's all we've got time for for this episode of Talking City we'll be back again on Monday and Ian Cheeseman will join us to review the game against Burnley and look ahead to the Champions League tie against Shakhtar Donetsk make sure to subscribe to us on Acast for all the latest episodes and please do leave us a review on Apple Podcasts